0: The mm-hmm. Uh, prepared a, a discussion for us, which, uh, you know, there should be copies. Do people have copies? Uh, for the last few months, we've been hearing from the Gospel of Matthew. So much of these Gospel readings are focused on the big picture of what it means to live in the light of God and to follow Jesus Christ. Today is the last Sunday of the Church here with the traditional feast of Christ the King, or, as the UCC has renamed it, Reign of Christ Sunday. The renaming of this day already gives you a clue that all Christians do not view Jesus Christ and his purposes the same way. We have heard through Matthew countless stories from Jesus that, again, the kingdom of heaven is life or can be compared to before we landed in the 25th chapter a couple of weeks ago. This is the so-called judgment chapter. It began with the readiness story of the wise and foolish bridesmaids. Last week we heard the parable of the talents, a sort of judgment story about what we have done with what we have been given. As we look into our pew Bibles, we see that this 25th chapter finishes with, quote, The judgment of the nations story. This is such a famous story that it seems even the biblically illiterate have the image in their hands of God on his throne in the center of those on the right who did
1: right right,
0: and those on the left
1: who messed up.
0: Who messed up (laughs) gathered around in my seminary formation Formation. formation years. Okay. We did so many things in small groups as we were learning to interact with each other that we decided to rewrite this story so that God tells those on his lap to get together in small groups until they figured out what they did wrong. In our minds that would be a perpetual small group discussion and agony that we could not imagine surviving. Well, today we're invited into a few minutes of a small group discussion. Hopefully, It matters how we live in this world, and the question for today is by what standards should we be judged. Our understandings of judgment might differ, but I hope we can all agree it matters how we live. I hope we can agree that being a follower of Jesus Christ calls us to live in certain ways. Most of us have expectations that cause us to judge others and ourselves. Are these judgments consistent with being a follower of of Jesus. Teachers in our schools give grades and produce a progress report for each student related to the learning goals of the class. We can use this assessment to put a plan together for how we can achieve more. Let's use this gospel story as such a check-in point concerning the progress we've made in our lives, the life of the church, and in the Christianity. Let's stay focused on this very specific question. And then on the back side, what does it mean to be a Christian in God today? That's the big question. Are the followers of Jesus, the people in the churches, a healthy reflection of Jesus? What kind of check in grade would you give Christianity in God? And then we have these four questions. The first one, what does it mean for you to be a follower of Jesus? How would you assess yourself at this check-in point? What would you like to work on to better meet the standards of being a follower of Jesus as laid out in this gospel passage? Yeah, shall we go ahead and discuss this? What does it mean for you to be a follower of Jesus? Thoughts that we have. Attempt to live by the golden.
1: care for those less fortunate
0: to care for those less
2: fortunate you know to give give of ourselves and not just be in ourselves give of ourselves
0: instead of just being ourselves
3: and in my short time here I, I have to commend this congregation for being so vibrant more with less
4: summer, we went to Chautauqua in, in New York State, which is a, I don't know if you know what Chautauqua is, but it's a center where there are, there's music and speakers throughout the summer. It's kind of an intellectual haven. It's a, and we saw, we came late, but we saw the daughter of Charlene hunter Galt, uh, Charlene Hunter-Gault, excuse me, Gwen, thank you, thanks for my memory. And she is. She works for the NAACP. She's an attorney, and she's works with, particularly working on uh, voter registration, voter rights, uh, business of trying to keep voters of certain colors or ethnicity or whatever from voting. And uh, she had a comment from a, from a woman in, I think it was Connecticut, who had, they had, somebody had written a scroll. Um, the N word on a wall and wondered, well, what you know, what do we do? And she said the most important thing is not to be silent because if you are silent, you are complicit. Uh, these, the people who are persecuted in some way or another need to know that they have allies. And I think this church is certainly of any church, and that's one of the reasons we're here. It's one of the things that drew us to this place. So,
3: yeah. I think we're sort of touching on question 2 as
0: well in terms of
1: Frankly, I don't give a rat's ass what other people think. If we're doing the right thing, then... um, I I don't care what other churches think. I I, I really don't. I don't care what they think or what other people think. If we're doing the right thing... I mean, you look at Jesus, and he was persecuted, and, and he was killed for doing the right thing. So doing the right thing isn't necessarily comfortable or popular... And um, it can give you a bad reputation. So you know, I don't really care. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. I do. I worry because carbon is my home for eight generations. And you use
6: microphone. Yeah. I care.
5: What
1: I don't have an answer for that. I,
5: don't, I don't, let me understand. Uh, I'm 81 years old, and I've lived here other places. Um,
3: of the That's why we're all here. I mean, we, we all do good works in our own ways, and there's there's a kindred spirit that binds us and bonds us together, and um, I, I I feel your pain, I know, because I hear some of the same things. But I'm looked at, I'm still five years in, I'm looked at as an outsider, so I've you know, got broad shoulders, it's like, you know, some of that stuff just doesn't stick to me quite the way it does to somebody that's lived their entire life here. Um, You know, maybe we should have more discussions about this in terms of trying to work through um, and and see how we can you know, we're not going to change people's minds, you know. But I do more good for this community and this congregation, even though I'm an outsider or an outlier, um, by simply being consistent in how I approach mission of the church. I will be here week in and week out, you know, God willing, and I will be here, as as is here making sure that what you all started continues on. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
1: I, I would like to say I have heard people express similar things that, that you have expressed um, in my own church. And in my own community in Pennsylvania, where I many generations of my family and my husband's family have lived um, and I think that we are we are too quiet about how we feel and how much pain this causes us and I think if we all found a way to communicate that we would and i don 't know what that way is i don 't know what it is but in any gathering, you find people coming together in these times and expressing that same fear and um, agony about the situation in our world today. So, it, so I don't I know if that's any you. helpful I just to you. I think I'm wrong because so many people. There yeah, you are. And I begin to
5: believe <laughs> right, But But... Right um,
6: did you just say? Use the mic, please. Um, I'm going to be real insistent. What, I've got what, my what ear, what uh, hearing aids fixed recently, and uh, I can hear a lot better. Uh, but you guys got to project I'm all
5: the way across the well, circle. I'm just mulling. So Don't. I'm complaining. Complaining. There
0: we go, and we just come away from Thanksgiving, which were a lot. But why not? You know, if that's how you divide the world up. Uh, um, you know, it, except does it doesn't work? And that's what I started thinking. I thought, uh, in the past, we can look back at history and see other people who believe the same theology. And and where did it lead them? It led them to Salem witch trials. It led them to the uh, incredible persecutions in Spain and, and the... Uh, you know, the slaughter of thousands of innocent people, people who have schizophrenia, people who, you know, today we would label that, and yet this belief in demon possession and so forth. So it's, it's a vulnerable kind of thought, I think, or, or way of thinking. That's what I came to. I don't know, everyone's got their own view. And I can't say it's wrong, because it does make the world simple. And yet... You know, and you can say, well, if it works, if you can cast out the demons from somebody, maybe they'll go on and a good life. Hey, okay, you know, I can go for that. <laughs> but, but it does leave us vulnerable because, it's, you know, I was thinking it just divides the world to us and them and, and explains in simplistic terms, you know, what, what a whole variety of illnesses
4: Was that a local? Was that a local newspaper or a local church? Or uh, he's
0: he's the pastor of the Shiloh Fellowship on uh, East Birch. Okay, yeah, and they're you know very fundamentalist. He's yeah. one of you-
6: I don't know how to summarize it. I hate to say the transgender issue. But anyway, I had read, read very carefully what the, the leaders of that said this whole thing was about. And then I had to stand there in pain, or sit there in pain. Well, uh, person after person um, was talking negatively about the whole process and even hatefully criticizing the school board. And it was very uncomfortable to sit and hear one after the other after the other after the other of these people saying this about the process that the school board, from reading their statements about it, had really worked hard. And I know some of you were on board and there's just hateful comments about the people on the school board I couldn't believe it Juanita
3: I think you have to be true to your heart you're a good individual we all know that we all love and cherish you Uh, hopefully this can provide you some solace and give you a little bit of strength all the strength that you need is within you, you've got a, a great amount of inner strength Sometimes you just have to kind of thicken up your skin and realize that there are going to always be people that differ from from what you believe or what you think. And simply go with what you know works. Thank you. Be strong and we will love and support you forever. Thank you.
5: Doesn't answer my question, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we need to keep working on so I wanted
4: to interject something. I was not here for the school board discussion, but I had a, I've got a little one-liner that I thought would have been helpful for the discussion. Uh, this, the, these people who brought this up and were criticizing the school board, there's actually a complaint that my grandson, who goes to his, is in second grade at, at uh, Hofstetter, that he would like the school board to deal with. And he's, this is a bathroom issue. And the bathroom issue was that the toilet paper is super thin, super cheap. He says he doesn't even want to go to the bathroom because the toilet paper is so bad.
1: <laughs> 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 I think the Americans take that cheap for all <laughs> 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 they <what you're> <laughs> yeah. It's just <laughs> I think
3: so. Moving on three, And we can go back and forth between these. You know, if you're, if
0: you're not finding solutions necessarily as working toward yeah. that. Uh, truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, did it to me. This passage names the hungry, thirsty, stranger, naked, sick, and prisoners. How are we treating these in our community? Can you name some others who might fit in the least of?
6: category in our community and culture today? The homeless, I think. The homeless. A
2: lot of people put the homeless all in one little category and today's world, you know, that box is so much bigger than it, you know, than it used to be because of all the things that are going on in our communities and our Um, World. I mean, when we look at even all of the hurricanes and the fires and all of the devastations of all of the homes out there, and where do those people, you know, they can't really start over because they don't have anything money, you know, money-wise to even get into a place. And then there's the greed of the rent, you know, of the people that do own places. So you see, look at these people out there on the streets and especially maybe not so much Colville right now I mean, we have our homeless, but we see it in the cities more because, you know, well, we see it here. Yeah, we definitely see it here. But when you see the cities and you see those ones that, you know, are working two jobs and still not able to afford to live someplace, you know, that is where it really is like the, you know, our greed of the society and the money that, Mm -hmm. you know, has such a control over some people, you know. The Guardian
3: newspaper has been running a series for the last year uh, on Outdoors in America, which includes homeless issues, and uh, every couple of weeks they'll have an article about like the camp outside of Seattle or the camp outside of Portland, or uh, there's a... (coughs) called, uh, uh, I think, Loaves and Fishes in, in Texas, and it may be elsewhere, that has put together a, a homeless uh, situation where they basically uh, have built a community on the northwest side of Austin, Texas, that has maybe 75 or 85 uh, housing situations. There's a community kitchen, there's a community garden, everybody has to be drug free, everybody has to pay um, $250 or $350 a month in terms of rent, which is well below market. And they basically get kind of a, a studio apartment that has uh, a laboratory and a toilet, doesn't have bathing might have bathing facilities, I'm not sure, but doesn't have cooking facilities. There's a community kitchen and everybody there has to contribute you know, this person's going to take care of the road this week, this person's going to take care of all of that, and two years in, it's working really well. Something like that probably wouldn't work here because we don't have the numbers yet. But with the fallout in the housing market uh, post 2007, 2008, 2009, most of those abandoned and foreclosed properties um, were picked up by investment groups, and knowing that they would eventually try and market to the people that lost their houses in foreclosure. You know, there are a lot of people that had mortgages that didn't qualify financially, but the banks were pushing subprime mortgages and got people uh, in situations that they really shouldn't have uh, been, you know, that doesn't put all the responsibility on the banks. But it goes back to what somebody just said about Greek. There's a rental and housing crisis in this country, as we all know. Uh, I think there was a study uh, released three months ago that in all but 12 counties in this country, uh, a person working minimum wage would have to work 137 hours per week.
5: These people, a lot of them do not, uh, they need, I, they're not taking their meds right, or I don't know what's going on, but he lost everything. This this fellow that um, tried to get homes to him and that they don't want this, a lot of them. I can't say all of them, no, because some do, but I'm not sure what is going on in the they're not like you and I to be comfortable in a in a living situation, as this bill went on to say. I mean, they were trashed. Somebody had to pick up the water bill and the garbage bill. I mean, and they, didn't, they didn't. I'm sorry.
3: This well, no, it's it's, it's it's an it's, it's an unfortunate reality, yeah. Senator.
1: So I've been homeless with my two children, and part of being homeless was um, our church that we were attending at the time refused to help us. They just said, well, good luck. Let us know when you're back on your feet. Um, And um, if anybody had given me the opportunity to have housing for myself and my children, It didn't matter to me how poor I was. Whatever rental I ever had when I left was in far better condition than it was when I got it. I would have loved anybody, anywhere, anybody to have given me a chance, anything. I didn't care what it was, a travel trailer. I would have done anything to have a roof for my children um So there are people like me out there and I was working I was working poor I worked full-time. There are a lot of us out there working part-time full-time who would love to have an opportunity to have a place for us to you know for our families that's safe and dry and, and warm um, but also here in our community I was just absolutely dismayed um, a couple of weeks ago when Vicki Broden told me that we have homeless children and I'm not talking about children of homeless families but homeless children who have been thrown away by their parents they have no place to sleep they have no food to eat and I've heard about a child one of these children has been in this church who had gone for two days without food What are we as a community when we have children who are thrown away by their parents who have no place to sleep and no food to eat? This child was so hungry that every two days he would go and eat two days' worth of food from the free and reduced lunch program because he was so hungry. But then he would have to go two days again before he could eat because he ate today's meal and tomorrow's meal. Fortunately this, this child has found a home to foster him um, for the rest of the school year. But these are this is something that we have in our community that we can help with. That even if we can't, you know if we can't provide a child with a, a roof over their head, at least we can provide them with dinner and with a jacket. There are things that we can do here to make a difference. And I I totally agree with you, but a lot of the poor, a lot of the homeless poor, they have mental issues and substance abuse issues that make it very difficult for them to live in an unsupervised housing situation. But there are also a lot of poor, a lot of working poor who would do anything For just even a room for their entire families. I would have been happy for one room for my family. Just one room if anybody would have been willing to give us a chance. And not one person stepped forward. Not one person. Not a single church. Nobody helped us.
5: I just came home for the Las Vegas. I'm sorry. It is really Thank you. bad down here. I mean, very bad. They, this one woman who had gone down to the hotel to get some coffee and there was a woman sleeping in the McDonald's section there. And somebody came and pushed her out. But they're all, you know, it's warmer down there. And Yes,
0: they must I mean, they're and it's scary. Sure. Yeah, and it seems like we're going to make mistakes as as people within <laughs> agencies and health programs. You know, we're going to make mistakes in screening individuals and yep. getting them what they actually need rather than what we think they need. Yep. All those things. So it's 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 an unfinished work. I just want
3: to follow up to what Cassandra was saying and
0: You said greed. <laughs> yeah, that, that can turn into a whole system of what we might call oppression, keeping people down, giving, you know, making, helping to make people down. But where do you feel we're called to help make a difference?
6: Thoughts on that?
5: I'll say one thing. Thanks. To Ty and Keith who came into our being, they have done so very much for our church and the community, and we should give them a lot of thanks, because they have covered a lot of these things.
3: Thank you. You're welcome. it's It's our privilege to be able to do this. We love all of you. You in this community. And I'm becoming, I'm becoming kind of a representative of this, of this congregation within the community. I sit on the food board bank, or I mean, I sit on the food bank board, I sit on the warming center board, um, I'm in contact with the Hunger Coalition, and I have some issues with, with what they're doing. Our words. yeah the bottom line